Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> here he comes. That's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys who carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? A little things, yeah. But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly, truly enjoy each other's company. Well, it is, it is our job, and we have a platform, and by all means, we're flying the flag as much as we can. We, we need, we want to preach it to the everybody. It's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment Making for everybody. Making a living doing something you absolutely love, what we call living your passion, you might actually be closer than you realize. It's actually what this whole podcast is built around, living your passion in three areas, business, leadership, and life. I'm Michael Waddell, and you're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. Oh, yeah, Cody. I like it. Here we go, Heath. Hold on. We're going to let the listeners in on a little something. A little something. Aaron from Big and Jay. A lot of people don't know he can pick and grin like this. Hey, so, Heath, I got an idea. What? Let's, let's make up a little jingle. <laughs> I'm assuming this is going to be a freestyle jingle. Well, well first we got to decide what are we going to jingle about. Well, this podcast is going to be about Big and Jay. <laughs> I got an idea already. Just hit me. I kind of feel like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I feel it coming on oh, right now. Okay. Do you? So, I, I kind of got an idea. Well, no. Let me do a line. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and then you do a line. <laughs> can okay. you do it? I, I'll give it a shot, but I might have to like give it a little bit of a riff in between each line you. so I can think. <laughs> <laughs> if we need him to slow down, we'll tell him to slow down. Okay. Hey, this could be like innovative, though. We could. This could right. be the first ever live freestyle of two white dudes that are in the hunting industry. <laughs> two white dudes and a red beard. <laughs> Mark it down. We got a new band. All right. I got a line. You ready? Well, I don't know what your line is. But that's what's going That's But you're Cody, the producer, man. Yeah. That's what makes you who you are. All right. Let's um, give it a shot. What key we in? E. <laughs> We're in like the key of matters. E. <laughs> like that matters for me. Let me tune up my voice to, to the key time. of E. <laughs> To I was sing about, about Big and Jay. Hey, hold on. Don't you be starting the line. <laughs> hey, man. I'm Give me a little more volume on that acoustic there, Cody. This is going to be good. You ready? Is that good for you? I like that. Maybe it's my headphone. Oh. <laughs> he likes it loud. He I likes like it, it like, like old school people with monitors on the stage. Oh, Aaron, he's bringing it, dude. You might be in the wrong industry. You should have been playing guitar. Nope. Uh, nope. Here we go. He's always said I couldn't make a living. Why are you counting off? I'm still talking. No, because I'm ready. I'm thinking Tour right, 12 podcast, singing about Big and Jay. You ready? All right, All give right. us the first one. You need to get you some Big and Jay. Hold on, that's the Hold Black on. Mamba voice. <laughs> <laughs> you just messed up my line. You, you didn't even let no, me. Man, you went, Hold on. You went voice to men. No, no, listen. Hey, baby. <laughs> Get you some listen, Big and Jay. <laughs> here's the problem. People that have not heard the podcast and you just said Black Mamba on the podcast. You can't do that. Well, you you done went, like I said, voice to men. Like you're that singing was not to voice some, to men. He went deep voice. No, no, not. no. 
That he was said, my blues voice. Hey, baby, get you some bacon, Jay. <laughs> that is not what I It'll said. It'll make the deer come and <laughs> no, 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 no. want to play. <laughs> anyway, we thought we'd have Aaron on talk about some business-related stuff today, specifically Big and Jay. And Big and Jay, long-range attraction. It's been around for a while now. 2009, 2009 went national. Nine. And some people don't realize it's been that long, you know. Most of these people think you snap your fingers and you're in Walmart, but it's a little harder. Don't kind of work like that, does it? Well, you it? can, but you might also be out of business in two years when they drop you because you don't have a foundation. But Yeah. So y'all's mentality's kind of been build the brand and then let the chips fall where they may in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we, we did. We, <clears throat> we, we, we weathered the storm that most people can't weather. I mean, for those, you know, I mean – we talk about it all the time people that think they're going to get into business and well, you know they love hunting so they want to get in the hunting industry and you know deer feed's easy to do and they think oh my gosh we're gonna we're gonna sell tractor and we're gonna sell this i mean they don't realize i've been in the industry since 98 and it still took us a long time to get there and, and it's still competitive on the shelf very competitive it's yeah. it's it's about it's about the dollars you spend to promote your brand and it's about the relationships you have i don't give a crap about your product at the end of the day well, y'all got a good product. We though. do, but I mean it. But, but it's you know way I mean? more than that. I mean, what Shark Tank? They tell you how many times you see a good product die because oh, they yeah. can't get it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, I see it. I mean, we have three products in our line. It's not ours. Yeah. They couldn't. Guys couldn't get it off the ground. We we licensed it from. Didn't steal it because we're not that company. Yeah. We're. Uh, but you would say the foundation for you guys starts always with a great product, and then. Yeah, I mean relationships and and the dollars you put yeah. into it. Would you yeah. say it's in that order, probably? Yeah, I mean, well, and we're to that stage now where products are being asked of us, right? You know, you see products we launched this year. It's stuff we wouldn't, um, we didn't, we would never launch that many products in one year normally. Um, but when you know your top five accounts are like, we need this, this, and this. It's, you don't have a choice in it's. I mean, it's easy business, but right. that's where we've gotten our business to. I think. Today. I think for a long time, I don't. I don't even know if I realized it until I was in the industry a little while. But people don't realize the power of what he just said mm-hmm. with people requesting products because most people are on the flip side of that, trying to get a meeting, right, or trying to get noticed or buy some small retailer, let alone your big chains. And so, it's almost not fair in a way. I mean, it is because there's been a foundation and a path right. paid, but when you really know how how big business works it's you need to know what you're doing if you're going to get into it and try to play on at that level because it's i'm not gonna say it's not fair it is fair because you guys have done what you've had to do to pave that and get it where it's at but it's very challenging to come in and compete against name brand companies who are so established and have such great relationships with with you know major retailers and and those things so and that's why I think you see the landscape of our industry changing. I mean, it's really changed in the last 10 years, but the landscape's drastically changed in the last five is you have these ma and pa businesses. I mean, they, we, I mean, we've all been to ATA. You see the smallest companies. I mean, they got a full-time job. They're hoping to ATA trying to get your chance. And then yeah. there's companies that have, what well, most people think made it, but they really are struggling in the background and people just don't see it. And uh, just because you're on the shelf at Bass Pro don't mean you have, you're successful yet. Right. And you got these companies, these big organizations coming in. They're buying those companies because they see potential in what they have, but they're missing that piece of marketing or they're missing the funding to get behind it or the extra staff. Yeah. And that's where you get these conglomerate companies because they get they end up buying 
anywhere from five to ten companies, but they really don't grow their staff that big because they got a quality staff, yeah. you know. And that's where you, it's really what you're seeing now. You, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I remember, you know, 99, 2000 at ATA show, they were handwriting at tables and there was no big massive booths like you see today. I mean, really? it was it was tiny in comparison to what it is. And now you got these big mega booths. It costs more in our houses nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, we don't go crazy at ATA and, and SHOT Show. I mean, anybody's seen our booth, we don't spend a ton of money because... Mean. It's not necessary for you. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it's necessary for anybody unless you want to stroke your ego. <laughs> <laughs> What's the line for when what? Aaron's on the show? It was the Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. intro music the last time, I think. <laughs> but yeah. glass breaking. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, so you guys have launched a lot of products. For for those that may not know, most people listening probably do know. But your flagship was kind of BB squared. As yep. far as a product, and still our number one product selling product today. I mean, now it was we, originally just a forty pound bag, wasn't yep. it? It was a forty pound bag. I mean, and it's morphed into all sizes now. Right. I mean, we got our own liquid version of it; does real well. Um, but you know, we we took that that product didn't just happen overnight. It wasn't something we just dreamed. You know, Jeremy worked on it for years to finalize it and. And we had PhDs come in and get involved in it. I mean, there's some very sophisticated stuff in that. That you know, yeah. And a lot of people, if they haven't seen y'all's, you know, your documentary, may not know. But your background, your your company's background in the cattle industry mm-hmm. and very large cattle business. Yeah, but we're different. You know, there's companies out there, and you know, they they run these cool videos showing really cool operations. Our cattle operation is not what you think. We're not we're not the small manufacturer. We're we're we we do feedlot business. I right. Mean, you know, in Nebraska, we're not feeding. They're not doing these little, you know, what we have in Arkansas. Other than you know, Garland's got a big operation. I've heard ninety percent of the stuff's not that way. They got thirty head of cattle. They're right. buying something at their local co-op and yeah, bag stuff. You know, and we don't do that. We 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 send big trucks. trucks out there and dump it out by the tons, you know. Yeah. And then we have guys that go around and we pull rations. They do. All, that's what our main business is, you yeah. know, or one of the main businesses. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of giving you the 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 wisdom from a PhD standpoint with your team to come in and build these products for what we love and enjoy in the hunting industry. Yeah, and then most of our guys, I mean. I don't know of any of our PhDs that aren't whitetail hunters. Yeah. You know, um, so everybody in our crew, it's, it, 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 granted, Big and Jay was about, I mean, we're here to make money. If you're in business not to make money, you should find another job. Because <laughs> you're, <laughs> but That's I mean, a bad business plan. Bad business plan. You know? business to but not you know, you hear money. these people, man, if I just, you know, pay for my habit or whatever, well, yeah. you're just screwing up the business or everybody else. Yeah. You know, get out. And yeah. Go. Um, but, you know we're all we're here to make money but everybody loves it. so it's kind of a you know like i will loves the the cattle side will's one of your phds right but yeah 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 but he absolutely loves dabbling in the whitetail like mm-hmm. it's all i mean he, he's literally called me three times today oh yeah he just called me a while ago yeah um and we're constantly working on new products constantly and, and always trying to think okay what's the next move for us um and we have always three to four products sitting there but you you know there's a balance you can't just you know 
you don't want to go and take away from yourself. Right. So it's all about taking away from your competitors or what problems have we solved today or what are we helping the hunter do? So we really, that's how we focus, how we launch stuff. So and and is it safe to say a lot of times the products you're you're working with and testing don't ever hit the market too? Oh yeah, we 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 got. Well, I seen it in your basement a while ago. <laughs> I won't say the name, but it was a blue bag one yep. down there. I was like, yep. crap, I ain't seen that bag in five years. <laughs> it almost made it to market, yeah. but I didn't. So I mean, you know, we we bounce a lot of ideas off people, and we're not that company. I mean, you know, we. We don't just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. I mean, we don't yeah. do that. I mean, everything we do either is requested by a customer or it has a purpose on our end. I yeah. mean, so when a customer requests something from us, it's a little different. You know, you know, a lot of times they're trying to eliminate a vendor or, hey, we'd like you to create something like this. So then we got to go look at the product they want us to create. The thing is, we know what all our competitors are doing. So we already have products that are similar um, in the background if we – I, I just know how the game works. We try to do that. I mean, and we've even been asked to get outside of our avenue, but we just chose not to. At the time, we don't want to be that company that's just in everything to be in everything because then you don't do anything great. Yeah. We do what we do great, and that's how I feel about it. So, What is, in your opinion, what is it? We'll talk about new products in a sec, but what is it that really makes a great product besides the dollars and the everything that goes into it behind the scenes i mean is it truly formulations i mean is it well i mean that's a that's really uh, i don't there's multiple sides to that answer so there's there's a great product okay we we always think about let me rephrase that i don't will and casey and Kurt and all those guys think about health. Right. Because I remember when we made head rush the first time and we put out 80 pounds of it. Right. And it's a mineral. And they devoured 80 pounds in one night. I was like, that can't be oh, good for Oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then they're like, no. We can't do that. We can't. That's they're like, They're like, how much of our flavoring did you put in there? And I was like, I don't know until it smelled good. <laughs> that's, why they, that's why they don't let me formulate nothing. <laughs> that's so, funny. Yeah, so, we backed it off. and and So the deer's got to like the product. But then it's got to yeah. be obviously healthy for them. Too. But head rush has been done for years. It's just been sitting there really? until it was right time to launch it. So and we tweaked with it all the time. We played with it all the time. So is every product different in the length of time it takes for you to develop it? Before yeah, you release we it got or? one product that that we have yet to been able to be able to. If we could ever get it, it would change. Uh, I think it would change even what people think about tractants because. We got a product that we've not uh, outperformed anything we've ever thought about. Uh, I say it outperforms corn. Wow! But we ain't figured out how to put it in a bag and give a sustainable shelf life. Mm. So, so everyone's different. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like everybody's like, well, how, "When are you going to change BB Square? Why would we change BB Square?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Do people have problems with from time to time? Yeah, I mean, find me a product somebody doesn't have problems with. I mean, well, I've, I've even I even referenced that a few years ago on a video because I, I've been around BB Square along for years now, and I had an instance one year in Kansas. I think you remember the video mm -hmm. probably, but for some reason they just weren't hitting it all of a sudden, and so I brought Deadly Dust in, topped it, and it was game over. They were back on it. Mm -hmm. It was almost like reconditioning them, 
And what I've noticed, I don't know if this is the case for you, but what I've noticed is it seems like I made a post about it the other today, man. Yeah. That it every every animal in to a certain extent, not like humans, but they react to products different a lot of times. Yes. Um, we see a lot of that in places where certain certain things are grown. They may eat something better there than what they do here. But regardless, it's just like us. I put salt and pepper on almost everything I eat. I like mm-hmm. I like chocolate on my ice creams. Well, I like <laughs> to say it, and it just makes mm-hmm. it better. And so sometimes. Um, that's one of the beauties I think of Big and J of having so many different products is yeah. if you do have a little hiccup here and there and it ain't very often no it's very seldom but if you do you, there's workarounds for it yeah. you know that yeah. seems to get them throw some liquid on it or put some deadly dust on it or whatever yeah just make it a little more attractive for the moment well and here's a funny story Josh just told me he's in Kansas or leaving Kansas now hunting he actually had the outfitter because this time of year is when head rush and deer dig get and all that stuff really worked great and when it's still hot and acorns hadn't hit the ground, but he called me. He's like, dude, they're killing head rush. He said, they won't, they haven't touched deer dig it. And he's like, he's like, that's this outfitter telling him. He's like, man, I don't know. You know, it's mineral. I don't know why they're eating one, not the other. But then Josh called me. He's like, dude, two days later, they quit eating head rush and they're devouring. He's like, they ate four bags of deer dig it in one evening really and of course we call will say hey, what's you know will tells us what you know probably is going on because the deer switched off alfalfa and went to corn so it was a little <laughs> like whatever you know <laughs> but there was a prime example the outfitter was like yeah they're not even touching deer dig it and then all of a sudden they're devouring it and not touching head rush yeah and so, sometimes people will shut stuff off way too early because yeah. they want to see it overnight and you got to give the animals the wildlife time to acclimate to a new scent new flavor anything like that you know yeah i always tell people it's like introducing your child to new food i mean a baby don't come out eating steak <laughs> no i mean i i put i lock I, I was like you know probably go to prison today for it but i i, I didn't let <laughs> you my, might not want to share this <laughs> no. i put my kid trying to get him to eat macaroni and cheese and he was really too big to be in a high chair and i'm stubborn i'm like you're gonna eat this crap because it's good and i put him in a high chair and i'm like you're not getting up to you four hours he said he was stubborn but i won you know he finally ate it only because he fell asleep and got it on his face yeah and then like the flavor yeah and then he's like he's like four four year old stuck in a high chair i was like you're gonna eat this. that's hilarious well, that's it's almost funny. like with, it's almost like with some products they kind of got to acquire a taste for it yeah, yeah. like we will with coffee or kind of like right. me trying to drink that bud light <laughs> that stuff sucks <laughs> how people drink bud light i see that's an opinionated statement because somebody else is probably listening to this being like dude you're ma- messed up yeah you know, i like, called heath i was like dude i can't even i've been trying to drink this <laughs> It took me like 30 days to drink 20 beer. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so a, deer's like that, though. I mean, it seems like. Yeah. With, uh, and so what do you, what is it about a company that has, let's say, a competitor's got something and their whole deal is, man, they demolish everything we've got all the time. It's more than likely something that's so. Well, I can. Yeah, I mean, we can say the same. We can go put anything we want in freaking Grand Island, Nebraska, right. our product, and they demolish it. It don't matter because those deer. One, we got five million deer out there on that place because we feed so much. But right. They're used to everything we do because everything we do has a similar smell. If we have a particular flavor profile that we use. And I mean, it's kind of like going to Arkansas and putting rice bran out. Man, you, my, my deer eat real. No kidding. They grow up in rice here. And they've been, I mean, I can put rice bran out today, yeah. but I got a bunch of does. Yeah. That's what separates us. Is, That's true. Is, and it ain't us that say it, it's our customers. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the number one people's thing to say about it. Man, I ain't never seen as many as many mature deer. Yeah, bucks coming. Yeah, so. and it does. Even Michael said that one time. He we were talking. He's like, I've honestly never seen a product. Yeah, that brings bucks in like this will. And that's one of the things I love about Big and Jay is they've always been innovators, but basically created the whole category of long range attractants. And it's funny now because you see some stuff coming. Oh yeah, people trying to knock off and use the same verbiage and. It's pretty funny, but I like it though. Anytime you're an innovator, you're going to have people do it. I love right. it. Oh, yeah. It's and, just flatter. Yeah. Man, it's just flatter. <laughs> just leading the, leading the way. I like it. So, talk about 2019. What's been kind of some of the top products? This um, year for you guys? Of course, Headrush came out the gate, and, and we actually wasn't prepared for that one to be as good as it was. It was, it was massive. Um, and it's actually, it's not a complicated product to make, but that product you know we use a bucket for that one freaking yeah. bucket people take all day i mean we we were out of stock for a while because we really? had no buckets you know mm. it's just like how do you go through that many buckets because we thought all right we ordered enough for the year we thought and guess through the springtime and nope wasn't even close wasn't even close didn't get us six weeks with it so wow um it come out and it'll be my number probably my number five product and it's first year out and that takes a long time to build you know yeah but you uh, said that's been y'all been sitting on that for a while. Yeah, you? yeah. Can you explain to us, kind of, just for listeners, the difference in a head rush and legit? So legit is really your early. You know, I tell people you want legit out. That's the first thing you put out of the year. Put it down January before they ever drop their horns. Get it in the ground. Um, I actually mix a little bit into my trough feeder with my feed, um, but I keep it out early, early because it is a true bone growing mineral i mean it has everything they need um head rush has a very high end mineral pack but mm -hmm. it's more based around a a sodium requirement to deer take because everybody's like oh, it's just salt well i hope you don't buy trophy rock because and it's a great product i'm not knocking trophy rock but it's just a salt rock yeah be, be, you know i mean it just has trace minerals so what we did is we took a very high-end salt, like a you know that kind of salt, um, and we put a very high-end uh, bioavailable mineral pack in it, and we put our flavoring in it. Um, and it's that time of the year, you know, like right now it's really hot, and you know there's a sodium requirement. Every everything has a sodium requirement. I mean, it's yeah. just part of it. And then deer dig it's that more as the summer's coming off, going to fall, they kind of get on that deer dig it um it's and it's a total different product it's 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 not a it's still a sodium type product but it, we also put that same mineral pack we're the only people that uses a particular mineral pack it's kind of neat unique to us it's something we've kind of established in the cattle side of the business because uh, we're all about gut health yeah you know i mean what's what's gonna say i was just skimming through the website here and you've kind of got your your whole brand broken down into health scouting and and hunting yeah well, we try to make that easy for the customer because there's simple. guys would be like man i'm going hunting what, what do i use yeah yeah and then yeah. there's guys that want to i need something for health you know yeah you know all of our products are good for the deer then none of them are bad i mean we right. can eat all our products so let me uh, know how that goes for you just don't chew 
Yeah, it, really? Well, you got some rocks in there. It can hurt you a little bit. It'll dissolve if you hold it long enough. I'm gonna trust you on that. You one. probably don't recommend people eat it though. Right? I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't eat it. You might. You can, probably, you can poop through a screen door. <laughs> trying to be nice with my words. We got women listening. I did. I did see this the other day. Let's go. Let's change tunes for just a second. Speaking to somebody from a, you know, uh, an attractant company, I saw the deal with Nugent the other day. Oh, I love Ted. Golly, he went. I've been saying the same thing. I'm just, you know, because uh, so can you I have my phone in. I have if a, I can find this. I have a friend that's a game because you know Arkansas. We got this whole CWD crap, and you know what? What we? What, how many deer did they kill? What they find? How many? What, it wasn't even twenty positive cases. I think. Well, maybe twenty-seven, right. and they looked for it. You know, yeah. let's look for it. Well, yeah, you're going to find stuff when you look for it. Yeah. And, uh, and I told him, I had two arguments with him. I said, first things first. He said, well, we don't want hunters eating. I said, you grew up hunting. I said, you ever shot a deer and you go to skin it out and it's got a broad head behind its shoulder. It's got a green little pus pocket in it. I said, no hunter in his right mind ever eats anything that doesn't look right. I said, if you shoot a deer and if it looks like a freaking mummy, uh, you know, or looks like it should be dead on the hoof you yeah. ain't gonna eat it you're gonna cut the horns off and you're gonna leave it he's like, yeah that's right and i said second thing how do you think deer communicate i said they nuzzle yeah they lick they do all these things i'm like what, what do you think they do when that you got that one big white oak white oak acorn tree and all the acorns fall and you got freaking 30 dough around it one time what's the difference yeah he's like well i don't know i was like that's right. You don't know, but y'all going to make stupid decisions. And then Ted does this. I love that. I I'm going to play this clip because this is, if we, we, we synced up, Cody. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, this is in a courtroom. Hold on. You got to turn me up somewhere. You should be up. Oh. Millions of apple trees. I'm going to start it over. Listen. I would challenge anybody in this room to tell me what scientific miracle takes place when you relocate an apple from under the millions of apple trees in Michigan closer to a young man's deer stand in Calcastle. I'll tell you what happens. Nothing. <laughs> Russ Mason, chief of the DNR, admitted if you hunt deer over bait and feed, you are not a conservationist. How dare he? The law banning feeding and baiting in Michigan is going to chase hunting families out of the sport for absolutely no reason. If a disease can be transmitted by nose-to-nose -nose contact, there is not a damn thing you can do about it. Because the, the minute a deer is born, they lick and groom and swap spit. They all go to a licking branch. If you don't know what a licking branch is, there's one every couple acres in Michigan. And every deer chews the branch. Every deer shares preorbital gland. Every deer licks it and chews on that branch. And every subsequent deer absorbs that body fluid. It's happening right now while I'm sitting here. You can't ban that. That's what deer do. I have given you no opinions here today. I live with deer every year of my life. It is my soul cleansing quality of life mantra. The scientists must not do that. 
because if they think they can stop deer from swapping spit, they're idiots. <laughs> I love that. I recommend they stay in the lab, wear their white jackets, and shut up. <laughs> Let people who live with the deer make decisions based on what the deer do. I rest my case. <laughs> That dude, man, I love him. He's like he might be more blunt than you, Aaron. Oh yeah, he, but he has he he has a nice public stage. Everybody listens. But he's in a courtroom there, talking, talking about and it. laying down the facts. Like he said, no opinions. And so, from somebody from a company that is selling attractants, I mean, I'm assuming you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, and here we're in Arkansas. Like I said, yeah. Of course, where do they find find this disease? Where they brought the elk in? Yeah, from the county of the it's the biggest freaking CWD in the in yeah everywhere. You know, yeah. it's just like, please come on. And then, but here's here's the kicker, and I'm picking on the state of Arkansas. We can't supplement feed from January to September, right? But yet we're going to bait. Well, well, hell, if this is made by contact. <laughs> That's like saying I'm gonna have unprotected sex one time in my life, you know, <laughs> with an AIDS patient. Well, you're gonna get AIDS. <laughs> well, but seriously, that was if- a great illustration. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> but I wish you could see his face. <laughs> He's like, I just said that. I don't care. Passionate. His eyes were about as big around as baseballs when he said it. But we're you. gonna let you bait. No, I know. Three months out of the year, but you can't feed the other nine months because we might spread CWD. Yeah. That's the dumbest statement I've ever heard. It is. What's your thoughts on nationwide, bait states, non-bait states? Do you oh, think we'll see change? Just like I told the state of Montana when they told me I couldn't sell there. I was like, you're going to stop the sale of bag corn? Well, we can't do that. Well, you can't stop me. Yeah. That's they will, they Yeah. They will, no, the no state will ever be able, they might ban it. But I can tell you, I sell a whole bunch of stuff in the state of Illinois. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. I don't sell crap. <laughs> My customers sell it. Right. You know. Yeah. You know, it's just, but yet we can go, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's. I, I pick on Colorado too. You can go there and smoke weed, but you can't put corn on the ground for deer. <laughs> now tell me how dumb that is. I never really thought about <laughs> that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's, hey, I have a question. Do you think that deer eat the weed that people grow? Well, I'd assume they do. Just a curious. Maybe question. they're I don't know. so. Are they easier to kill than Colorado? Yeah, are they I, more chill? I wonder back. if you can feed them weed and it's legal. Uh, I can tell you this: I'd be expensive. Arkansas deer, Arkansas deer's on crack cocaine because <laughs> they're so jumpy, <laughs> they're twitching, they're on edge all the put time. Some man. CBD oil in our feed in Arkansas, calm them down. That's hilarious. It'd be much easier to hunt. St. John's warts—that's what they feed dogs. It's much cheaper. We can probably grind that up, mix it in. That's funny, man. No, man, I love. I've always loved y'all's products, and and I consider myself a hunter. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily classify myself as an absolute diehard hunter. Probably less than I ever have been now, just because the business is so wild. But um, I love anything that gives me that additive edge, you know, to go out and enjoy the hunt a little bit more, right? And take care of the deer. You know, as well. that's that's what I tell people too. Everybody's like, oh, you know, baiting's for. Well, you can believe me, Cody. Baiting's for pussies. You know, you hear that all the time. I'm like. <laughs> You can believe me. (laughs) But yet they got a food plot in the woods. I'm like, oh, yeah, them turnips are real damn native, let me tell you. (laughs) You're just baited. I didn't, you know, you got to think about guys. Let's just say guys that's got three days to hunt. Why would he go plant? If he only has three three days to hunt, why does he have – he don't have time to do a food plot. Does he own a tractor? I mean, yeah. y'all people that think food plots are easy in the Midwest, come to Arkansas. 
yeah let's go see what rocks feel like on your tractor you know yeah. i got a tiller that's busted because of rocks i got like three tines left on mine. Yeah. i mean it, <laughs> and bad. i don't hardly do food plots anymore for that reason but do i hunt directly over bait in the state of arkansas i do not not because i think baiting's for pussies but because my deer are pressured all the time over bait and yeah. i hunt off my bait piles yeah i look i like my deer to feel safe in Where my section yeah because i'm on a lease with other guys they all, they're all hunting the feeders i'm staying away from them i mean that's just how we do it and that's how i prefer to hunt and i have more pictures of bigger deer because i don't pressure those spots yeah and then so that's just how i hunt them i try to pile. i got one bait pile and i got a camera on it but i got four five cameras that are around it on trails figuring out where my deer's coming from you know yeah. been hunting a place long now i know where they come but right that's interesting because that whole subject is is pretty controversial to a lot oh, of people no. and yeah. i really this has been my take on it from a hunting industry standpoint somewhat of an insider that sees what goes on to me the whole deal it's more of a macho thing than anybody yeah. it's almost like you're a better hunter if you if don't you don't have to use bait yeah. but you're going to hunt over a food plot yep. or yeah. you're hunting under an acorn tree or whatever yeah. because it's natural quote natural yeah. whatever it makes you a greater hunter if that's than, the case we shouldn't have trail cameras i agree if that's my god if you're a damn hunter <laughs> you should put make your, your camo off <laughs> yeah i like it i got an idea for that some no cover day. scent. Yeah. Quit spraying Put you some damn moccasins on and go freaking make, your, make your own bow. Your quit own using arrow. compound bows. That's right. And high-powered rifles and optics. And, yeah. and you'll starve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take whatever. I am not that. I'm a, I grew up hunting. I didn't grow up bow hunting. I grew up hunting. Right. If damn rifle season was in, I had a rifle in my hand. And it's the same way today. Yeah. Why? Because I'm that guy that has three days to hunt. Because yeah. I was dumb and got in the hunting industry. <laughs> no, no. No lie. You like the industry. Oh, no, I love it. No. You but, like hacking on it but, a little bit every now and then. But like, like I say, you love to hunt fish, don't get in the hunting fish yeah. industry. Yeah. It's yeah. a very true statement. Well, it depends on how hard you like working. If you're a true worker, that's a true statement. I know. I see these people like like our, <laughs> just like my good buddy Chris Cobbett. He texted me last night, can I call you after dark? I'm like, you freaking punk. And he didn't call me, you know. He kills like 27 deer a year and i'm like i ain't shot three and five <laughs> b would tell you that's self um initiated inflicted yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny no i love hunting man and whatever whatever you can do to enjoy it a little better and to me i'm i'm like you if you're if you're gonna hack on something then then let's lay all cards on the table yeah and yeah we're in this deal to yeah there's re there's really no reason to hack on other hunters no, for man, doing it the way they do it it's just be glad that there's another yeah, hunter out there there is a conservation side to it we get to be a part of yeah but at the end of the day let's be real we enjoy hunting I, I, we're gonna make it if we don't kill a deer we can go buy some steak or whatever there, that's yeah. a whole nother argument oh yeah but at the end of the day we all love hunting and if the truth was known most hunters like killing animals yeah yeah i had a buddy of mine he's he's has health issues and can't shoot a compound i was like dude i got an extra crossbow he's like i said if i got to shoot a crossbow I'll just quit hunting i said then you don't love hunting yeah so if you love hunting you do whatever it takes because i'm gonna shoot a crossbow this year yeah because i have swagger yeah only makes sense i need to use my products you know yeah plus i don't have to practice yeah <laughs> you've practiced once for your gun I decided it in, but it. think about that that what you just mentioned that that weapon of choice there how many people won't use a crossbow because of the perception it makes them oh yeah i mean how many yeah 
I mean, it's how, no different. <laughs> I wanted so bad to kill a buck with my pistol. <laughs> so, I, but what what did Aaron do? I carried my rifle with my pistol. Right. You know how many times that buck would come in and he just out of my comfort. I shoot an open sights. You know, I'm just like ah, I shoot him with a rifle and be done. Because <laughs> you really needed him about three yards. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, see, I, I am. I, I'm, I'm taking a crossbow this year to hunt. Yeah. And, I'm not too proud. I mean, I'm and not And there ain't nothing wrong with it. No. no. That's the deal. I'm more scared of a crossbow, though. I just feel like I'm going to get my fingers chopped off of that thing. I know. We was doing that photo shoot the other day, and uh, when Dustin was the amateur cameraman we got, yeah. Dustin. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. I didn't say that, those, You know, those new narrow limb crossbows, you know, I ain't got one of them. I mean, this thing's like tiny. It's tiny. Here. I'm like, dude, I, I just feel like it's going to explode in my face at yeah. any second. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, man, it's... Uh, I want to I wanna know what your favorite product is that you have. Oh, wow. My favorite product? Hold on. Let me answer it for you. The one he sells the most of. Oh, yeah. Just my guess. No, I, honestly... I mean, I'm sure they're all different at different seasons, but... What, so, I do, do the you? trifecta. Okay. So... This will be good for our listeners because some of them are like, yeah, don't know. we have people all the time. What should I buy? What, what yeah. should I get? So yeah. if I had to have one product, because it's different. If I had to have one product to hunt with, I'm taking Deadly Dust. I was going to say that. If I had to have one product to scout all summer with, probably Head Rush after one year. But prior to that, our Meltdown product was was my product that I've got craters in the ground, but yeah. I've got a meltdown site that, I mean, I, I finally get to, and I, it's just, they still hit it. And I mean, that's that product because it goes back to, I don't like to pressure. Like I got this one spot. I do put mineral on this one section where I hunt, but it's not where I put bait. And cause I feel the, the deer, cause you know, you take meltdown, you just pour it on the ground. There's really nothing there to those deer. They don't feel like, it's my opinion. I don't feel like they feel pressured by that. Right. Now, I got another, I do have one stand over, but it's for my daughter. But when I go there, because it's such a pain to get to my stuff, I put out three 20-pound bags. Yeah. I put out three cubes. I put out, I don't know how much liquid, the, the BB2 liquid. Yeah. And then this year, I put, I don't know how many headrests. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have to go back for a little bit, but I do. I just trifecta. There's something there that's going to keep them there at all time. But I always utilize a mineral and a feed slash attractant that's at the good. same site because that allows you, if you don't get there, you have something and that mineral is going to stay in the ground yeah. for six to eight weeks. You know, but I refresh my mineral every four every time I'm in there. Even I'm, during the fall. Oh yeah, I'm put. I keep it keep out it all the time. They don't hit it as much, but they right. do hit it. You know, I mean, because they're still going to need those minerals yeah. at some point. When they're there, I mean, you got and people get. You know, it's like you asked the other day. He's like, "Man, my legit hole's not even close to my head rush hole." Well, they and my legit hole's three years old, and head rush is one year old. Yeah, not even one year. If you one want. head rush has our secret flavoring in it, right? But two, they can't and won't consume as much as legit. You know. I think of think of a one a day vitamin. It's just a different product. Yeah, I think that's even an educational point. There is that just because an animal destroys something as fast as it can doesn't necessarily mean that's fifty pound sack of corn is gone in a night. That's going to get expensive on the hunter, and so yeah. that's the benefit of even like something like a legit mm-hmm. is yeah. it's going to last you. And it's way more cost effective, mm-hmm. and and it's okay to not feel bad because they haven't dug a 
Miniac's yeah. crater yeah. with the track hoe. Well, I think it night, goes back to like know? what he said earlier about Will, you know, when he put head rush out the first time and the deer ate 80 pounds of it in one night. Well, Will has studied this stuff enough to know that that's not healthy for their body. And so they've changed the formula to make it better. So the hunter or the consumer needs to realize that it's okay, you know, if it's not gone the next day because yeah. these guys have made it like that for the benefit yeah. of the deer. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the human <laughs> sitting in the stand yeah. at, on well, their level. The other reason, though, I use minerals so much in the fall is because none of us get back when we need to right so i always every time i run cameras even during hunting season put feet out i'm putting mineral out because the minerals on the ground it's already there i don't have to come back crap in january trying to gear because it's ata's busy oh yeah well, I, you think about it most hunters shut after they get done with their hunting season they shut down let's oh, yeah. be real till the next mid-spring yeah and so if that product's already in the ground yeah they've already got a head start on yeah the i leave my cameras on i put the biggest card i can put in at the <clears> end of the year um my last deal and i change it where it doesn't take pictures all the time mm-hmm. and then my camera's running so like literally i come back april or turkey season or this year i didn't get there till august but yeah but my card my cameras had taken pictures all the way to april and i just started from reverse back until I started seeing horns back on and you know like I know my big seven point made it you know yeah and but if I wouldn't have put those minerals out and set my cameras like that I would have never you know done all that and I didn't go back in again because I don't like to pressure my like I put feet out two maybe three weeks ago I haven't been back yet I put enough out and then I'm going to go back after this rain y'all people don't understand baiting and feeding it's not smart to put it out when the tropical storm's coming <laughs> you're gonna have problems you're gonna have problems don't give a crap what you got yeah except for corn because they eat it so fast and it's dry right now but yeah so yeah i was gonna say i think you mentioned late season i think for me even just thinking of, of tips and things that people miss out on sometimes is so many people do shut down as as soon as hunting season's over, as soon as they fill their tag or whatever, and they're done. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you own property or lease ground, mm-hmm. to me, one of the best things you can do is to can continue on through the end of the year, at least with whatever your feeding program is. If you've got a feeding program or keep it out, whatever you do, because that's when everybody else shuts down. Let's think about it. the majority of the hunting community shuts down. And that's they when quit. the deer need and it. And that's when have. the deer need yeah. it the most. And they're looking. So it's a great time to recruit deer to your property Yeah, if if you just it may cost you just a little bit of extra money yeah. or it may be putting minerals in the ground in the fall i think that's a great tip oh, maybe people could tip. take away is yeah every time you go check your card take a bag of mineral oh yeah who know, cares or, if it piles up well yeah. even for me like i because i've always just associated minerals with spring and through the summer yeah but people don't put them out a lot because they're not hammering it during the mm-hmm. fall but if it's already there then that's going to play a role in helping recruit deer to your property in the long run and you think about most mineral sites are whole so they normally got water in them. I just dump it right in that deal in the water. I mean, it just dissolves in there, and they'll lap that water out like a dog. I mean, they do. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I do. If you ain't putting mineral out all the time, you're missing missing out. I'm gonna go buy me some mineral. Here. I know he's making a dope. That's a great idea, though. I think it is because it's I'll a be very honest, practical tip. I just hadn't thought about it, and I'm heck. We work with y'all all the time, but it's a great tip. And y'all say I don't hunt. You don't, huh? You, 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 I love the preparation. You, you, I'm getting that way. The older, I, like right now, if I ain't got a big deer on my property, 
I see, I got a big deer. See, I wish cell cameras worked because I'd have killed that freaking deer last year. He was every day at 11 o'clock. Every day. Really? Oh, he was so... <laughs> I didn't know he was there. You probably didn't have service where you was at, though. Zero. Yeah. Cell cameras are useless to me. Just had a thought, but I'm going to hold off on that one. <laughs> that was the eyebrow raise and the finger point, Cody. <laughs> Working on something. Write He's got a top down. secret. <laughs> Write that down. I'll forget by the time we get off this podcast. You better top it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, man, is there what's what's some? Uh, we'll get ready to kind of start winding this up. But what's what's maybe one of the biggest misconceptions you see with your product as far as feedback from people that don't understand? Besides the one guy we had trying to plant BB squared. Well, I did have a guy that said that. <laughs> I still laugh at some of these people, and I understand. I, I mean, I use because I try to tell people you gotta you gotta write everything in crayon. You can't just assume people understand products, and it's understandable. I mean. Um, my wife, I, I told her she's allowed one dumb question a day, and she normally asks it's the first thing she asks is a dumb question. But <laughs> that's bad. Isn't it? My wife don't listen to this podcast. Oh, all she right. does every now and then. Keith will send us some tears. I'm gonna send her this one. <laughs> but uh, this one we had a customer send us these pictures. He's like, started using your product, and I ain't got any deer. I just run them all off. All I got's three big German shepherds all the time. I'm like, uh, there's a problem. Yeah think the german shepherds might have something to do with it yeah deer don't yeah. hang out with german shepherds well it's just like you and bear i mean everybody's oh, like yeah. everybody's like well, how come you don't feed all the time i said because if i start feeding in march my bear because i'm a wintering ground for bear they don't right. leave and then i don't have no big deer while all the other guys they, they go out and put feed out in april not me i run mineral sites bear don't touch a mineral site not at least they don't for me it might oh, yeah. lap up a little bit but i i don't put freaking tool i yeah. i mean mess it up because i ain't i ain't feeding deer to grow big deer i mean but you got products that can for those that want to yeah well i got big deer anyhow yeah i mean because i have age and, and low pressure low pressure that's the main thing you bet you and we don't kill any big deer half time we just look at them on cameras a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at night and then when you cut you know, like i said you run your card in august and you look at november last year and you're like he was eight days in a row yeah i was just like Zach's <laughs> so like, why didn't you go in there and check? See if the river, because the river comes up, or the bio, I was like, I don't know, it's never did. <laughs> so. so, Oh, that's funny. I know there's lots of lots of misconceptions out there sometimes. And, oh, yeah. And I, mean, when we, I like to try to help answer them, though, you know, if there are things that consistently pop up yeah. that you can help answer. I will tell you this, if you're listening, don't try planting plant BB squared. <laughs> Yeah, it's not be, a seed. You're going to be and, frustrated. And if you're putting any type of product on the ground in a wet environment, you're going to have issues. And these companies that say our product don't mold, well, either A, you got so much crap in there it can't be good for the deer, or B, you've never put it where it can mold. Because I tell people all the time, we live in Arkansas, it's human. I don't ever have any mold issue. Why? Because I know how to put a product out. I don't go put 400 pounds at one in, time. in one pile. Right. Even when I put my three bags out, I spread it out. One, I want them to work at it. When you pile it up, they eat it quicker. Yeah. Make them work at it. Yeah. It's more natural, too, if yeah. it's spread out. It well, keeps it's, them It's more cost-effective for you. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, got, I throw three blocks there for the longevity I, I spread the bb square out and it makes them work I and mean, you see them they're all the time picking at it and keeps them in the camera frame and it also it makes I'm, I'm trying to stop the cwd you know so they ain't in one spot i'm spreading it out we're glad you're helping out i am <laughs> trying to help out i'll be a team player <laughs> <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> 
But I mean, the one thing about our brand, as I try to tell people, if you do have a problem, more of the company is going to take care of it. Y'all are. There's no doubt about that. Aaron's always said that customer service, we can always win. Yeah. And take care of people. I see it all the time. You guys do take care of a lot of people. So, man, it's good stuff. It's been good having you on today. Absolutely. Hopefully, we've helped solve some more of the. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't sure we saw, solved the CWD problem. I think we gave some good, or Aaron but there gave was some, some really great, good tips. Great and feedback. Ideas. There's some great tips. Yeah. yeah. So, well, check these guys out. Um, again, if there's, there is a product that's right for you, we're not trying to hard sell anything. Uh, but the brand's been around a long time, been very successful, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. You can check out everything they got at BigandJ.com. Cody, producer man, you got anything else, bud? Yeah, I was just going to say if um, you're looking for a couple singers and guitars for your. <laughs> For your late Play night, us out of this thing, Aaron. Here for we go. your late night parties, uh, we got. Uh, hold on, we gotta get your microphone over there. Because if CWD shuts this whole whole operation down, we're gonna start going live. This is on our tour. plan B. <laughs> Singing the, uh, birthday parties and weddings. <laughs> it's probably more like hunting camps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I love it, Aaron. You are a good guitar player. I'll give you that. Was you gonna freestyle again? Because I wasn't. Oh no! I was just gonna let him. I was gonna let him. Strings are so bad. (laughs) I was gonna let him play play, and you could give us the outro, and we'll just uh, cut it down. All right, you gonna play us out, Aaron? What am I playing? I don't mind. Play some. Knowing you, something heavy and something satanic. (laughs) Hey, hey, this is what we'll do. I'll freestyle to Aaron's music. Play something. This is the lyrics. Hey, tune this out. There. All right, this is Aaron's dark lyrics. Okay, go. We we play, play something, something dark. Well, I don't play dark stuff. <laughs> Just something in a minor, probably. Uh, oh no, he's got. We ain't doing that. You got to retune. <laughs> oh, you're all tuning that funky tuning. That's how good Aaron. He just plays stuff in a whole total his own tune. Aaron Keller tune. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> you back out? Yeah, let's get that. it's the it. strings on the guitar. Oh, don't go to blaming my guitar. <laughs> oh. Well, that didn't work out. Anyway, we'll come sing at your parties if, it, if everything goes down. CWD stops it This all. can go on our last paidhunter.com website if we ever get it up. There you go. That's cool. All right, man. Well, hey, it's been good, Aaron, having you on. Until next time. Peace out. God bless. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Listen, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast, do us a favor, a huge favor. Go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app, and give us a review. This is why it's important. All throughout the year this year, we're going to be giving away products, hats, T-shirts, things from our sponsors. And the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review. We'll be giving those out on a monthly basis, and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff. We know everybody likes free stuff. I'll be honest, we enjoy free stuff, and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family, and we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham, and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast.